All right, we are just getting started here. Welcome to the audio newsroom. My name is Hala Taha. I am the host of Young and Profiting Podcast. We are a number one education podcast across all apps. And I host this room with Steve Ulsher, who will be joining us in a second. So there's lots of big stories going on today. I mean, drop-in audio is just such an exciting space. We're going to be talking about Facebook launching their live audio rooms and podcasts earlier this week. Spotify officially rolled out Green Room. Spotify has spent $60 million on a new show. Apple Podcast subscriptions are here. Fox News is launching a podcast. I mean, there's so much going on in this space. So lots to talk about. And this is meant to be an interactive session. So the reason why we created this platform and we do it every single week is because we felt like there was a gap in the industry. You know, there was lots of emails that went out for podcast news, but there was really no place to have an interactive discussion about everything going on in podcasting and the drop-in audio space. And it's also really hard to keep track of everything that's going on. It's moving so, so quickly. And this industry was a lot slower moving one or two years ago, but this year specifically with Clubhouse and Twitter spaces and just everybody trying to get into the podcast game because it's growing and it's obviously such a huge opportunity. All these huge companies are jumping on the bandwagon and now there's a lot more to pay attention to. And that means there's a lot more decisions to make in terms of where we spend our time. And so I wanted to welcome Steve to the stage. Steve, welcome if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, thanks for having me. Steve Olsher, founder, editor-in-chief of Podcast Magazine and creator here of Club Pod and really excited to be hanging out with you this morning here in the audio newsroom. Amazing. So let's get started with the first story. And so Facebook launched live audio rooms and podcasts earlier this week. And a lot of you may not have known that because I think Green Room stole all the shine this week. Almost nobody has been talking about Facebook. It's really been all about Green Room. So just as a refresher in April, Facebook announced that it was going to bring podcasts to their app as part of an initiative to bring social audio experiences to their platform. And that made a big splash. Everybody was talking about it and really excited. We heard about like, they're going to have this like snippet type feature that everybody was kind of excited about. And then now they release their initial slate of podcasts. So it says it's going to include the Joe Budden podcast, which he's a huge hip hop artist. If you guys don't know the host of the lady gang, that's a podcast one show that's really, really popular, carefully reckless and side hustle pro. So they've already brought on some of these top tier podcasts. So they're kind of playing the Spotify game where they're getting some exclusive podcasts to their platform to drive users over there. So it's really interesting that that's kind of what all these networks are doing. They seem to be signing bigger podcasts, which is really exciting for everyone who's in the podcast space. It's just more opportunity. Steve, what are your thoughts on this? And if anybody wants to chime in, raise your hand, we'll bring you up on stage. Yeah, I'm super excited. Look, the more players that are in the game, the better it is for every podcaster because look, at the end of the day, there's only so many Joe Rogans and Joe Buddens and Lady Gangs and, uh, you know, Caller Daddies and, and Dax Shepherds running around. So what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is it's going to trickle down to folks who are perhaps not, you know, on that level, but have a really good following, especially for those who have a really good niche show. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I am really bullish on, especially for those who are looking to potentially get paid real money for what it is that they already love doing, which is podcasting, I really encourage people to think about going very niche because I think that's the next phase here in terms of acquisitions is, yes, you want to go after the masses and so on. And sure, if you can pick up Rogan, who's got 190 million downloads a month, well, why wouldn't you, right? But at the same token, there's only one Rogan. So where's the opportunity? I strongly believe that the opportunity, Allah, is is in the niches, right? Where you can get a large, loyal, borderline fanatic audience in a particular niche. And when I say large, I don't mean hundreds of thousands or, or millions of downloads or users, you know, whatever you want to call the, the term here. I'm, just, I'm talking about people who have an active interest in a particular subject matter. Because I think the next phase of all of this social audio, just like we saw in the dating apps and like we've seen elsewhere, are going to be niche-specific types of apps. Because like you can look at Clubhouse here as an example. You could scroll for days and never find the topic that you're really interested in if you have a particular interest, right? So 
You go to a network. All of those shows are about a particular topic. Those shows are, in my, my way of thinking, are the, are the next to get acquired. And, and I really think there's a huge opportunity there. Yeah. And just to give some people some more detail about what is actually being released on Facebook. So they have these live audio rooms. So just like Clubhouse, Green Room, you can have up to 50 speakers. There's no limit on the number of listeners. And given the you know, experience of Facebook and bandwidth of their servers, I can't imagine them having as many glitches as Clubhouse and Spotify in terms of when they actually, when people start to use these rooms. And then in terms of the podcast, like, so they're not just going to have live audio features, like literally people will be able to listen to podcasts while browsing Facebook. So there'll be like a mini player or a full screen player. And apparently the show keeps playing even when the phone display gets turned off. So that's pretty damn interesting. And in order to get your podcast listed, you need an invite directly from Facebook. So one of the first actions that I'm going to have my team do is figure out how the heck do we get in touch with Facebook to get our show on this platform? The other thing that I want to find out is, is this IAB certified? Is this going to count towards my sponsored downloads? And then the other thing that I'm thinking about is how do we leverage Facebook paid ads to drive downloads for our podcast? Because historically, it's really hard to convert social media listeners into podcast listeners. And so far, all the podcast apps are not social media platforms, even Clubhouse and Greenroom. They're not like Spotify is not a traditional quote unquote social media platform. So if Facebook figures this out, this could be a great way to actually drive social media engagement into podcast subscribers and downloads. But if this is just another way to host your podcast, similar to like when you put your podcast on YouTube or you put your podcast on SoundCloud and it's not IAB certified and it doesn't get tracked on pod sites and chartable, then it's not as interesting to me because then I can't monetize it like as effectively. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a great point. And when you come right down to it, there, there's very few platforms actually that are IAB, uh, IAB certified that go towards your download count, right? So it's a, so it's a double-edged sword. When you, when you look at the number of people who are on Facebook, and it's interesting, my, my take on it is they haven't thought about this in terms of, hey, we want to replace Spotify or we want to replace Apple Podcasts, or we want to go after CastBox or anything of that nature. To me, it really is a, is a feature of convenience so that people stay on Facebook longer so that they don't go to a third party to be able to get their podcast. And I'm not seeing it. And again, of course, this can change and it's all very embryonic. And I mean, we're just starting to see what's going on here. But, but I'm not seeing it as they're looking to go after those platforms. I, I see it simply as you're already scrolling on Facebook. You're doing whatever it is that you're doing. This is an opportunity for you to listen to something in the background. So from from that standpoint, I think whether it's IAB certified or not, you if you have the opportunity and you get the invitation to include your show on Facebook, IAB certified or not, it's visibility. And at the end of the day, we're all looking to elevate status. We're all looking to elevate credibility, authority, you know, visibility, et cetera. So more people are on Facebook than any other social platform. What will inevitably happen, in my opinion, is you get your show on there. Someone hears it because it's, you know, it shows up in their feed. They listen to it and it helps it to, to solve the discussion. Both know that the biggest issue in the podcast game is discovery. And so the idea for us, and, and when we're going to have reinvention radio on uh, on there, and maybe Kelly can chime in and let us know if you've had any conversations, because I know we've got the email. For us, it was just an email. Uh, I think they reached out. Kelly, if you want to raise your hand and just share what, what that correspondence has been, just to give a little insight, if we want to go down that road, how we can. But for us, it was simply a matter of just responding. And it was simply a matter of then getting them to, to get the feed. But the bottom line is it to us, it's about visibility. And so if we can pick up you know, one new subscriber, it's a win. If we can pick up 100 new subscribers, it's a bigger win, right? Et cetera, et cetera. So Kelly, Kelly, do you want to talk briefly about what that process was? There's not really a whole lot to speak of so far because they only sent the email that we could, you know, sign up. And then I filled out the information on facebook.com and haven't really heard any more. I have, I see 
no signs of anything happening today yet. So, Did you have to provide the RSS feed or did you have to provide any information other than just the show name? The RSS feed. It, it's not like, I mean, and I went through the terms and conditions as best I could to make sure that they weren't going to own the podcast or, or any. Well, the RSS feed is good news. The RSS feed is really good news because that most likely means that hopefully it will be IAB certified. I would think so, but you know, it's Facebook and you never know. (laughs) I would love for you to forward me that email and I'll pretend like I got invited too. (laughs) There you go. Right. See, that's the beauty of it. And all you got to do is send us $3,000 to steveneedsanewferrari.com and we'll send you that link also. That's all it is. It's uh, it's my new charity. Steve Needs a New Ferrari. And uh, and we're taking donations right now at steveneedsanewferrari.com. Hey, wait, what about Kelly's new new Lambo? <laughs> oh, Kelly needs a Lambo.com. All right, there you go. I'd also need a crane to get in and out of it, but okay. <laughs> Yeah. So it, I, I mean Kelly. the bottom line is, you know, for me, Hal, I think it's I think it's a really interesting opportunity just to gain more visibility. And the the more eyeballs and eardrums that we can get onto our shows, the better. And Let's get it on uh, the platform there and let's see what happens. And I think that a lot of creators, especially people around my age, we've abandoned Facebook. You know, I'm really doubling down on platforms like Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, Twitter. Facebook is always like, nah, nobody's on Facebook or who cares about Facebook. For me now, I'm like, okay, I need to hire a Facebook specialist at my agency. I need somebody who has more Facebook expertise because obviously... When a company like that is investing into this space, you need to at least consider investing in it as well. And so for, yeah. for me, I'm really thinking about how do I grow my presence on Facebook? I don't really have that big of a presence. I really want to get start testing paid ads to my podcast on Facebook. I actually recently heard that one of my clients had a lot of success doing that. So that's interesting to me. I just think there's a lot of opportunity on Facebook that most podcasters kind of are blind to and not really thinking about. And I think it's time to switch that mentality. So I do want to welcome some other great podcasters to the stage. We have Mark Savant. We have Melanie Benson. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you guys have anything to contribute to this conversation, let us know. You guys are tuning into the audio newsroom and we are talking about Facebook releasing their new audio room feature. And they're also announcing that they are going to have some exclusive podcasts like the Joe Budden podcast, the Lady Gang, uh, which is kind of a big deal that they're bringing all these top podcasters onto their platforms to drive new users. So any other thoughts on that story before we move on to the next one? Yeah, I just had a quick question there to you confirm go. you because the facebook announcement just came out really really recently i'm still wrapping my head around everything is it uh, available just to big time podcasters is there an application process how can i get my podcast on apparently they're inviting people and kelly and steve got the invite and so i'm gonna hack it's that a very exclusive club mark you're gonna and, and just since you missed the memo i can get you into that club all you got to do Make a donation. Now I'm playing. Um, I don't know. We uh, we somehow ended up on that list, and and, our, and I'll be the first to tell you that. I mean, our, our show is a decent sized show, but it's not a huge show by any stretch of the imagination. So, no rhyme, no reason, as far as I can tell. And um, you know, maybe perhaps uh, there were other factors that were involved. But uh, to be honest, I I've got no insight on that. And just so you know, you've got to check. So for me, the way that my podcast is hooked up to the hosting provider, that's probably how they're getting in touch. They're using the email that you signed up when you first started your podcast. So for me, I'm thinking, oh, I better check my old email I never check (laughs) because maybe it's in that email. I don't think that's necessarily true, Hala, just based on the fact that it came to us through Steve at Podcast Magazine. And mm, so then maybe it does have to do with, with other factors. All. Yeah. It probably has to do with Steve is looked at as a podcast community influencer. And so they wanted you, Steve. And they are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just for the sake of timing, we got our notice on June 11th. Mm, okay. It, okay. It, it does show on our page when we follow the link that it is published, but it doesn't let you view the podcast. So I don't know if maybe it's just if they're rolling it out in chunks or something today and we might see it later or is that, I'm going to keep, keep a watch on it. Is that facebook.com slash Steve Olsher or slash reinvention radio or which, which one are you seeing it? 
slash reinvention radio. It's tied to the show's page. Oh, so you have to have a show. I bet you don't have a show page, Hala. Do you have a show page for your podcast on Facebook? Like a... I bet you and your millennial self does not. No. I have like an mm-hmm. old one from like 20, 20, 2008 or something. See, it pays to be old. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You need you need a Facebook page for your show. And then then it's tied to that. That's okay. There you go, Kelly. See, there, there's a little insight. There's a little tip from your from your grandpa, Steve, and, and grandma Kelly. <laughs> Thanks, hey, guys. Uh, hey, watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I am older than you, so... <laughs> Oh man, awesome. we got a lot of great stories to cover here. We're going to be here all week. So, um, yeah. should we should we Let's should we move jump on to the big to, yeah. let's move on to the big story that's been taking over all the clubhouse room topics. What's kept me and Steve up till 1:30 a.m. yesterday, impromptu room about clubhouse versus green room that blew up and then we felt obligated to stay. <laughs> Right. What what what's what's green room? Never heard of it. Yeah. It's all I've heard about for the last 72 hours. It's everybody's blowing up my my email, my feeds, reaching out. Hey, what's this thing? Should we be doing this? Should we be looking at that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Holla, please. Yeah. So, I mean, probably doesn't really need much of an explanation if you guys are in this room, but essentially Spotify bought an app called Locker Room, which is a sports centric audio platform, drop an audio platform. And originally it was filled with a lot of sports fanatics and podcasters. And it's been around for about the same amount of time as Clubhouse. And now Spotify took it, they reskinned it and they released it with essentially basically some of the same features, maybe a few more extra features, but they released it to a mass audience. And now it's called Green Room. And it's a separate standalone app from Spotify, but you use your Spotify login to get in. And it was rolled across at the same time for iOS and Android across the world. So wasn't this like phased invite only rollout like Clubhouse. And me and Steve have been keeping tabs of all the noise going on. So we could just speak through our personal experience in terms of what we've been hearing. And some of the things that I've been hearing in terms of Spotify versus Clubhouse is First of all, why don't we talk about features, the difference of the features, and then why don't we talk about the difference of the culture? And then we can also talk about like kind of where Clubhouse we think went wrong because what we noticed and the reason why so many people are making a big stink about all of this is because all of the influencers from Clubhouse were hanging out on Green Room as if it was like mm. day one, like it was like a land grab. Like how can we land Completely. grab and get as many followers as possible and like take over the way that, you know, people took over on Clubhouse and people are trying to replicate the same success that they had on Clubhouse and everyone's flocking to that app. And that's also opens up a lot of opportunities. So there's so much to talk about. I was telling Fahad, who's in the audience, shout out to Fahad who helps us with our research. He was like, what uh-huh. stories are we going to cover today. And I was like, I'm 90% positive. We're going to spend most of the time just talking about green room and me and Steve don't really need any notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? So it, look, the, re- the reality is this is a good thing as far as I'm concerned from the standpoint of anytime there's more attention brought to a new industry. And one of the things that I, I really hope you can wrap your arms around here, and, and this is a little bit tough to do because seldom in our, in our lifetimes, are we, are we going to literally witness the birth of a new industry. I mean, it'll happen over the course of your life, but this is one of those times where we are literally in in kind of the, the embryonic stages, if you will, of the birth of a, of a brand new industry, the brand new industry being social audio. And so social audio is for lack of sort of a better term here, right? I mean, it's the opportunity to, to communicate in ways that talk radio had allowed us to communicate with people on a local basis you know, for the better part of a, of a hundred years. So now all of a sudden we're in this situation here. Where we basically have this global talk radio station where you have all these different channels, all these different things going on. You can connect with people from across the globe and have all these very interesting conversations. With the advent of the phone, the app, this, that, and the other, it's become that much more easy to do this. But there really hasn't been any sort of real platform to allow us to communicate in the way that we are now since Clubhouse. There were a few attempts, but Clubhouse really put it on the map. And so... Social audio in and of itself is truly a new industry and a new opportunity for all of us to really start thinking about, you know, how can we leverage on a personal and on a professional level? And of course, you're here. So you've already been thinking about that. Some of you have been on Clubhouse now for 
maybe a few weeks. Some of you have been on Clubhouse for a number of months, and maybe a few of you are kind of OGs here, and you've been on now for, for almost, a, almost a year. The point being, it's still very, very new. And so there's been a lot of things that Clubhouse has gotten right. And there's been a lot of things that Clubhouse, well, frankly, didn't quite get so right. But the beautiful thing about Spotify coming into the mix and about the other players coming into the mix is that they're giving it their stamp of approval. They're saying social audio is something we need to take seriously. Twitter Spaces jumped in, right? Facebook with their live audio features jumping in, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is great news. All of that means that there is definite interest in the space. There is investment in the space and they see the same sort of opportunity that you and I do when we jumped in on this platform, however long ago. So from my perspective, when you look at what Green Room is doing, they took a lot of listening, right? I mean, you, you know those people were in a lot of the clubhouse rooms. You know they were in the town halls. You know they were seeing what's going on on social. You know they were listening to the feedback. And there were definitely some missteps that club, clubhouse has, has taken here in, in its last few months. It's a stratospheric growth of this platform. Unless you've ever been part of an organization that has had this type of stratosphere growth, I mean, you have no idea what it's like to go from almost zero users to 20 million users in, in a finite period of time. I mean, it's almost impossible to keep up with that sort of growth. And so here comes Green Room acquiring Betty Labs, which is the creator of Locker Room, put a new skin on it. They say, hey, here are all the things that people are complaining about in terms of what they don't have in Clubhouse. Let's add some of those features. Let's use our 350 million users and start firing people in here. And it becomes a very attractive option. So uh, we'll get into more specifics here. But the long story short of it is my take on the world of, of social audio right now, Green Room included, Twitter Spaces, et cetera, is that each of these platforms is really going to have to figure out what their personality is. Because right now, it's kind of hard to know what the different personalities are on these different platforms because it's so early. And so when you look at it from the standpoint of LinkedIn has a very specific personality, Pinterest has a very specific personality, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, that's why they can all survive because they all have a very specific personality. And I think as the end in the industry continues to evolve, what we will see are each of these platforms taking on more and more of an individual personality right now, much to how outside here, it's a lot of a land grab both on the part of the creator in terms of you and I who create rooms and in terms of the platform insofar as who's going to establish that top tier position. So let me just stop at that. Back to you, Hella. Yeah, I think those are all really great points. And I feel like the culture is starting to take shape. One of the things that I want everybody to realize is that Spotify has access to over 350 million users. So I used to work at Disney Streaming and we also ran ESPN Plus. And it really reminds me of this model because ESPN is this huge brand, had a huge app. And ESPN Plus was this outside app. But the way that we would drive users is we would promote that app inside the big app. So banners, pop-up ads, in-app ads, tabs where you could just like click right through to go to ESPN+. And so I feel like it's going to be very similar where Spotify is going to either eventually merge the entire app over into the Spotify app, or it's going to be like a sister app that they're just promoting each and every way. And in fact, I heard yesterday in that room, me and Steve were hosting that people are already getting, if you're like a premium subscriber, they're getting like pop-ups that say, these rooms are live now. Do you want to go? And it shoots them right over to the other app. So there's probably some sort of a data that's shared that says this person's also signed up for a green room and then they'll start cross promoting from Spotify to green room. So it's really interesting. And the fact that Spotify has 350 million people in their pocket and clubhouse has to get every user from scratch is a really scary thing for clubhouse. And so I think that for me, that's like just a huge, huge advantage for a green room. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great point because obviously, and, and your experience in terms of working for Disney and, and seeing how they do that through the various platforms and driving, basically driving a consumer who already has their hand raised to say, I'm interested in streaming. That's a very different conversation than trying to find someone out of the, you know, just kind of out of the, the, the millions of billions of people that are out there to get someone to raise their hand to say, I'm interested in streaming. So it's just like, why do you advertise on other podcasts? Why do you appear as a guest on other podcasts? 
is if you're trying to grow your show, right? The, and the answer is because people who listen to podcasts listen to podcasts, period, and stories. So if you're going to try to convert someone who doesn't like podcasts into becoming one of your listeners, that's a million times harder than trying to ask someone who listens to podcast A to come and listen to podcast B a million times easier. So to your yeah. point, it's the same thing. These folks are already on the platform in terms of Spotify. So to say to them, hey, you love Spotify, maybe you'll also love this from Spotify is a hell of a lot easier than Clubhouse going out and trying to say to someone, hey, let me teach you about social audio. Like that whole educational piece, Clubhouse did a huge favor by going first because think about all of the people who now do not need to be educated about what social audio actually is. Because that in and of itself, the education, like people forget about how incredibly difficult it is to acquire a new user to a new industry, right? Think about the first time someone talked to you about Uber. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. I'm going to go in a car with a stranger who I'm going to trust to take me from point A to point B. Like I'm going to put my kid in a car with someone who I don't know, who I, who I, you know, I'm just going to put my kid in that car and they're going to take them safely from point A to point B, right? So in other words, the education piece, people forget about how important it is to move beyond the fact that we need to educate people about what something actually is and what it does. So Clubhouse did that for so many. And a lot of the people who are on Spotify may not have wanted to jump into Clubhouse for various reasons, but they were educated about social audio. And now that they come out with their own version of this, they're, well, they're already educated. So again, there's a lot here to unpack, but moving someone from a Spotify product into another Spotify product is a million times easier than trying to bring someone in from, from scratch as Clubhouse has done. So the point's well taken. Yeah, I, I think those are all incredible points. And why don't we move on to talk about some of the features, the feature differences between Clubhouse and Green Room. So let's talk about the features. So the main thing that everyone keeps talking about is the chat. So Green Room has a chat feature. And to me, there's a lot of pros and cons to this. So this chat allows you to share links. It allows people in the audience to chat with each other. It's definitely more entertaining in my opinion. Like when you're, especially if you're not speaking or there's like, even if you're on stage, but you know, you're not speaking so often, it's definitely entertaining. And especially if you can't get a word in to like give your two cents really quick without interrupting the whole flow. And then you get a sense of if people are interested in what you're saying, then you've you know, might feel more confident to go on and start a new topic or raise your hand, you know? So it's really interesting. And of course, people love the ability to share links, but with that, there's a lot of downfalls. So let's, one of the downfalls is much more negative behavior on Green Room. Trolls. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be honest, one of the things that I think Clubhouse really did get right is the fact that they made this app as simple as possible from the standpoint of, there are no likes, there are no comments, the trolling element of what goes on here. Like as soon as someone comes up on stage and, and we've all experienced this, you know, you try to make it equal opportunity. Like if you raise your hand, we're gonna bring you up, right? And we do that sometimes with people, of course, that we don't know. People who are new to the platform try to give new people an opportunity. They speak, they say something dumb, you mute them and you, and you throw them out. Like it's really simple, it's really fast. The, the chat function, on, uh, on Green Room, I actually think works to, to their detriment because I can tell you as a moderator of a room, it is impossible for me to talk and listen and read and do all of these things at the same time. You can really only do one of those things well. And so there's no control. And when you give people the opportunity to control the conversation, they will take that conversation absolutely anywhere. And that's what you're seeing in the chat. So the chat and all the gifts that people are posting. I mean, some of those gifts that people are posting, let's just say, you know, they, they make a dark-skinned white boy blush, you know? I mean, it's like, it's pretty racy sometimes. And I, I just, I honestly, it feels to me like that was added because there were a lot of complaints from people. I can't, you know, participate in the conversation, what this, that, and the other here on this platform. But you can see what happens when you open it up in that manner. And frankly, 
so much of the chat that I have seen has been self-promotion, has been racy gifts, has had nothing to do with the conversation. And that, to me, ultimately takes away from the beauty of what's going on here on this platform, which is you're simply listening to a conversation. You can choose to be part of that conversation uh, or not. And I'll stop there. I totally agree. And just to give you guys some sense of like how bad this is, I mean, I was on the app for three hours and I, I had somebody who was like trying to start a fight with me in the chat. They didn't like what I, I said. I had talked about the creators program on Clubhouse and how I thought that I didn't hear any of the announcements in terms of who won. And I'm curious to know if anybody has really heard the announcements. And the guy took it as if I was, you know, talking crap about anybody who won. And I wasn't, I was just saying like, hey, I didn't really hear anything. They didn't really promote the events in the app. Like nothing was boosted. So we didn't really get any visibility. I still don't know who won. And then he starts posting all this crazy stuff in the chat about how I suck and whatever else he was saying. And I was like, wow, like this has never happened on Clubhouse. And it's because like, you can't get away with that. He didn't say that to me. He decided to chat it. You know, everybody's a keyboard warrior behind their screen. And, you know, it's really hard to be mean to somebody with your voice. And so I just think there's going to be a lot more negativity on that platform. And I also think it's going to be more of like the rated R platform. And for me, that makes me feel like Clubhouse, if they keep the features the way that it is as without a chat, is going to be more eligible for sponsorships for major brands. Sponsors do not want any chance of somebody doing something controversial during their sponsored event. And having chat be like a free-for-all is just, I think, going to be a major problem for any sort of sponsors. With Clubhouse, you can screen people. You can read their bios first before you bring them up. You can ask them to put a question in their bio so you can screen them even further. You have the sense of community. If they have a lot of followers, you know that they're more trusted. Like, you don't have that in, in green room. It's a free for all in terms of the chat. So I think that's a big red flag. Kiara, Mark, Melanie would love to hear your thoughts. Hey everybody. It's Melanie. Sorry if my audio is a little bit bad. My headphones are dead today. You know, I'm super curious about this, the bullying and the trolls. Cause I love the idea that we could leverage the, the podcast platform, but I was thinking back to some friends of mine that were early adopters on clubhouse and you know, they were having some pretty bad trolls in the beginning. So maybe it's one of those things that as they develop the app out a little bit more, it'll, you know, they'll put more controls and more, you know, things in place to manage some of that. So, and I would love if we have time, I would love, or maybe on the next one, I'd love to go back more into the Facebook podcasting thing, because I've been following Mari Smith on that. And I'm super curious about how that's going to play out. So I'm Melanie and back to you, Hala. Mark, I, I saw you unmuted, please. And uh, Donna, I know you came up here as well. And Kara, of course, we'd love to hear from you. But Mark, I, I saw you flashing the mic there. Thoughts, questions? Yeah. So I think there's obviously pros and cons to the text, right? And one of the reasons I like Clubhouse is because there's no texting on the platform. So what it does is it kind of forces us to, to bring our relationships off the social media app, which is really unique historically, every social media app has one goal. It's to keep you on the app longer. But needing to go off app to like LinkedIn or Instagram has been really powerful for me in building relationships and in my community. So that that's an interesting interesting thought. The flip side, though, is that the, probably the biggest thing that podcasting has been missing is that engagement and the, the interaction with your audience. So if, if Spotify is playing around with different ways to merge social audio, podcasting, and engagement together. That's something I'm very interested in seeing how that plays out. So interesting time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the truth is for those who have calls to action, right? And, and you want to have someone take a particular action, like maybe you've got an event coming up, maybe you've got an ebook, maybe you've got a, a coaching program, I don't know, whatever that is. There is something to be said for being able to easily put the link into a chat so that someone can go ahead and just click that and then, you know, go into whatever that opportunity is. But what I will say is one of the features that I actually dig uh, that I would love to see Clubhouse at least consider or maybe beta and, and see how it goes, although it is super, super risky, is the changing of the title. So like what I can do on Green Room is I can start that room and on a whim, I can change the title. So in other words, if I'm talking about a particular program, let, let's say, I don't know, we've got our, our new event coming up. 
and I want to share a link to that event, I can just change it on the fly in the title of the event. The scary part of that, of course, is you go into one room and then the well, the moderator changes that title and it becomes some sort of title that you find yourself aligned with, or maybe it's kind of a raunchy title and I've seen those. So that's a little bit scary too. And, you know, of course, there's trust that goes into anything that you do online. But that is an interesting feature because I know like right now, we could change it to talk about this particular subject. And so literally on the fly, as we go through the audio newsroom, what if we could change the title to talk about the particular topic at hand as we move through. So I actually do think that's a really interesting feature as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this topic is so interesting. So why don't we talk about some of the things that Clubhouse did wrong? Because for me, the biggest red flag for me was when I was on Green Room this weekend and I saw so many familiar faces with the same exact avatars, with the same type of rooms, just different crews. And literally they just jump ship and found a new ship, right? And people were upset. And most of the rooms were talking crap about Clubhouse and everything that they did wrong. And some of the feedback that I got was, I think the biggest feedback was Clubhouse isn't listening to their users and Clubhouse is picking favorites. And that a lot of creators feel like they spend a lot of time on this app, me included. I feel like sometimes even my rooms have been like deprioritized. Maybe I'm making this up. I have no idea. But like, I do feel like it seems like some people start rooms and like automatically they have so many people in their rooms and they might not even have that big of a following. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, Steve, do you know anything about this A16 crew? Because I hear that term and I don't know what they're really talking about. Tell us about that. Andreessen Andreessen Horowitz. So that's the venture capital firm that largely you know, put this thing on the map. They put a lot of money into this thing. They were they led a couple of their rounds, right? So A16 is just short for, it's a huge venture capital company. But, you know, rest assured, it's not it's not just you. I, I have found there to be zero correlation between the number of followers that you have or the size of your club and the people that show up in your room. Like I, I see Bomani, who's one of the original icons of the app, who has three or four or five million followers, whatever it is, because he got on all that auto-follow stuff. I've seen him in rooms with 60 people, like as the creator of a room. Uh, human behavior, and Hala, I know you do rooms in human behavior. They have 500,000-something members. I mean, I've seen uh, rooms in human behavior that have 40 people in it, 30 people in it, something of that nature. So... I wouldn't take it personally. It's not a, hey, we don't like a holla thing. Like it's not, I wouldn't, don't go down that rabbit hole because I don't think it has anything to do with who you are or what you do or, or that sort of thing. But I do think that what is really interesting here is that it is an unsolvable puzzle at this point. And that to me is actually a good thing because if somebody figures out how to hack, how, as soon as somebody, somebody figures out how to hack something, it gets hacked. And so for right now, I still feel like it's an equal opportunity playing field because you do have some rooms, of course, that are larger and, and, and whatnot. I mean, the town hall is always large. But to me, at the end of the day, it really boils down, the larger rooms boils down to two things. Number one, collaboration, where you have a several people, sometimes four or five people who have larger followings that are part of a larger club getting together and hosting those rooms. And then number two, consistency. And I will say that the rooms that are consistent, meaning they appear at the same time on the same day, every single day or every single week, do seem to attract the, the larger crowds. So I know this is a little bit different in terms of, well, how, what about Spotify? But let me just say this in terms of green room. I have yet to see a room there that has come even close at least forget about the attendance. The, the rooms there are still are small and it's just starting whatever. But in terms of the content, I still feel like the content and the quality of the conversations that are here, even in, again, in just a short period of time there on that platform, but the conversations and the quality of the conversations here on this platform are far superior to a lot of the lowbrow stuff that I'm seeing and hearing in Green Room. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the quality of the conversations are much better here. But granted, I think we've had more time to build our communities. And I think most of the talk on Green Room is about Clubhouse. <laughs> and it, it, the, even the room titles are like 
Clubhouse reunited, you know, like it's just a, a new platform for Clubhouse people to hang out. So I know we have a bunch of people who raised their hands. Folks were on stage. I'm going to pass it over to Donna. I see you flashing your mic. I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this. Hey, Hala. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. This is Donna. You know, it's such an interesting conversation because that seems to be the frustrating part, right? If you look at everyone's numbers, like Steve has 35,000 followers and this is his club, you know, which is huge. And my followers, I have 21,000 followers and Kiara has 43,000 followers. Like you have all these people with massive amounts of followers and the rooms aren't populating according to what there should be. But there's a, I think, I think there's a few reasons for this. Number one, I think it's notifications. People's notifications are off. So they're not getting those notifications when people are starting rooms. Number two, I don't know about you guys, but I think not enough people are marketing their rooms outside of Clubhouse, meaning putting it on their Instagram stories, tweeting it. I use a tech service. I have community with that is, you know, a, my list building that is growing slowly. And I highly recommend everyone that DMs me to join it because I just sent out, like I'm starting a room in 15 minutes and I just sent out a DM saying with the link, I'm not a DM, sorry, a text straight to their phone. Hey guys, who's going to join my room? And I'm getting all these responses back, but it gives you the opportunity from your phone to immediately see it rather than, you know, checking an email or whatever that part. There's also the issue of... Let me just stop you there for one second. Yeah. That, that is that is freaking brilliant. I know. Because, I'm, I'm literally right? slacking like, my team like, start a text. Well, because <laughs> we like, we've been trying campaign. to figure... <laughs> right? We, we've been trying to figure out the best use of community too, which we've been paying for now for months. Um, I don't know why, but that, that is a brilliant use case for community and for text because obviously it's a mobile device. I just, I just didn't want you to gloss over that because that, like, if you get nothing else out of this room today... If you initiate that campaign moving forward, that's just super smart, Donna. So thank you for sharing that. Oh my God, you're awesome. Thank you. And actually, that just reminded me, I should start a room at some point talking about how I use text marketing. Because so what I do with it, and this is new, you know, this isn't only like through two months old, basically, that I'm doing it, but I hate emails. I hate emails. I don't like to send them and I don't like to read them. And so to me, I'm on my phone all day. We're all on our phones all day. We might as well be utilizing that text feature, you know? Here's the thing about the text marketing. I use it to promote my clubhouse rooms. I use it to promote my new podcast episodes. And I use it to promote when I go live on Instagram. I don't use it to sell yet. I don't want it to become a sales function. I also use it sometimes just to send a, like a motivational, like, happy Monday, you guys. How are you kicking ass today? And I get responses and I respond back. So community is awesome in that way. It's just like DMs. It's it, You're not getting a bunch of text messages. You can turn your notifications off and then just jump into the app. It's awesome. Okay. So that's whatever number I was on. I don't think people are marketing their rooms enough. And then finally, you know, it's the title. It has to be like, to me, Gary had a room this morning. So Gary Henderson had a room I don't know if you saw it. He was alone on the stage and it was called How to Start Your Business on Clubhouse, something like that, or How to Grow Your Business on Clubhouse, like a very kind of basic room. I don't know. I think he was in there 60 minutes. I only popped in for just a bit. He was the only speaker and the room capped out at about 100 people. He had, I think he said about like, you know, a few thousand people go through that room and it was just him on stage. And that is, I think, what people aren't doing enough. I think what I am really gravitating for are conversations rather than share, then a share, then a share, then a share of 30 people, 40 people on stages. And I think the reason why those rooms are big is because there's a lot of people in the rooms, but people aren't sticking around. I don't think the stickiness rate in rooms like that are great. I think conversations like you hold Hala and Steve, I, every time I'm in your room, it's a very good conversation back and forth. Those are the rooms that people are going to come back to. So we have to, and Kiara, I know you also do rooms like that too. I think it's really important to just like think about the content that we're creating and just remember, what do you guys want to be in, in terms of rooms? Like when you're in a room, when I am scrolling my hallway, I want to go into smaller rooms with amazing conversation. Yesterday I held, I just did it last minute. I held a room on how to grow your business using Instagram stories alone on stage, I brought up two people just to ask questions, but that's it. I had a bunch of really big following people that just stayed in the audience. They popped in, they popped out. And the room was about 40 to 50 people for about 45 minutes, which is a, you know, 
just for me on stage, it was pretty good, but I got 25 DMs out of it. So the conversion is so much better too when you're doing it smaller. People are listening. You know, the stickiness rate is bigger. So I hope that all makes sense. I know that was just like a lot of random stuff. It's just a different strategy to go through Clubhouse with. Yeah, super helpful. Thank you for that. And and you're right. I mean, it does really depend. And, and again, this I know we're talking about Green Room, but we're talking about things in, in sort of a larger context as well. So when you look at your social audio strategy, it is really important for you to have clarity on the ROI that you're looking for. As a matter of fact, we did a uh, we've been doing a few rooms around you know Clubhouse or Green Room, and, and I'm saying that that's the wrong question to to ask. This is the question that you need to ask, right? Which is what is the ROI that you're actually looking for, Gary? who has a, a solid following and has been really consistent here on Clubhouse, sitting on a stage by himself, answering questions. I guarantee you, he moved people over to Gary.club and he moved people over to private coaching and consulting. Or Discord. He does it or all. Discord, Discord, or his yeah. Dis- yeah, or his Discord channel. Exactly. So d- just various offerings. But the point is really, really well taken. And so if you're looking for a younger crowd and that's who you cater to, then Green Room is probably going to be a good answer for you. Again, as we look at these platforms and they develop each of their own personalities, that's my hunch, is that Green Room is going to skew younger. And if that's your crowd, that may be a better place for you to go. So thank you. Thank you for that. Kira, I know you've been really patiently waiting and uh, Kimya and, and Holly and so on. So just flash your mics if you guys uh, wanted to chime in here. Otherwise, uh, we'll kick it back over to Hala. Yeah, Kira, go ahead, please. So many of the points you guys have made are just so spot on. And it's so interesting to hear your perspectives having, I believe you guys were on the app pretty early as well, early adopters and seeing kind of the the path that different folks have taken. And now that all of these competitors are coming out, kind of how folks are thinking. And I really just feel, I said this yesterday, like it's anyone's game at this point. I think what Clubhouse had going for it is, is a community app and not a content app. They're trying to make it content-based. The creator program is... I mean, my first thought when they created that from a business standpoint was they need programming to sell brand sponsorships into. They need consistent programming because it's fine to do one-off sponsorships with creators here who create weekly rooms, but sponsors are looking for regular cadences. They're looking, you know, with Spotify, they're purchasing a whole quarter's worth of, of sponsors, content and ads. So they're trying to create that. But I just think that what Clubhouse had going for it is the community and the folks that you've we've met here, the network, that's what keeps it sticky. And I, I've met so many amazing folks that I've now become very good friends with. We text every day. I just went on vacation with a bunch of them. Whatever app can continue to foster that is the one that's going to win. I think Clubhouse continues to have the same folks from the early days come back. And that keeps it interesting because we're familiar with those folks. We come back to listen to them they're somewhat of authorities in the space of whatever topic they're talking about. And if they go to green room and they are able to maintain and build the same community, then folks will follow there. But if we go there and there really is, you know, so much more trolling and all the other features makes it clunky of experience. I don't think folks will stay there. I think where clubhouse went wrong was they didn't fought one. They, like Hollis said, they didn't, listen to their users, but they also didn't foster the community. They didn't look at not just the big top players that are getting millions of followers, but also the folks that are kind of in the in the mid-tier, who are coming up, who are in different social circles, who really, really foster relationships with different folks. They don't have the bandwidth to foster relationships with all their creators. Their team is relatively small, although it's growing. So why not appoint community ambassadors here? Why not appoint Holla and Steve to be the community ambassadors for the podcasting community on here? That's the type of creator program I think they should have created and less so about who has the best content and programming because again, it's a community-based program. So I'm hoping that that will continue to be a thing. They, I don't know if they recognize like how powerful the connections that they've been able to foster on this app are. Um, folks are doing business outside of this app. Folks literally got married on the, from this app. There are folks dating from this app. There are folks, you know, all sorts of things. And that is their that is the gold. Um, and so I think whatever app, green room, fan base, ghost cast, there's so many of them coming out right now. They need to focus on that. And that's going to be the recipe for success. 
Yeah, Kiara, I think those are all some great points. And I think the one thing that Clubhouse, like we've been talking a lot about what Clubhouse has going, you know, not their way, but in terms of what's going their way, they were the first ones. They were the pioneers. We all feel connected to Clubhouse. We, To your point, we've made so many relationships on Clubhouse. We're, we're used to this app. I think all of us really want Clubhouse to win. I don't think anybody wants to start over in terms of growing their following. I don't think anybody wants to start fragmenting their time across multiple apps. Like we want Clubhouse to win. I think deep down, most of us do. And so they have that going on in their favor, but they quickly need to figure it out. As a content creator, and I'm getting sponsors for my room, it's really mind boggling. Sometimes I have a thousand people in my rooms at a time. And sometimes I have a hundred or right now we have 60 people. And like Donna said, some of us on stage have 30,000 plus followers. Like it just makes no sense and there's no consistency. And so in terms of monetizing, that's a problem for the content creator that there's no consistency because then the range that you give sponsors has to be so varied. And it's kind of like, well, even though I have this huge guest, I don't really know what's going to happen and I can't promise anything. And even if there's somebody on stage with, you know, we had somebody in our room yesterday who had 3 million followers and the room broke like 120 or something. It wasn't even that crazy. So when there's no rhyme or reason, it makes it really difficult to have any sort of commitments and monetize in any sort of way. So I think that's a really big issue. I know that we have a bunch of people on stage who are raising their hands and wanted to contribute. So I want to pass it over to Holly. Holly, what are your thoughts on all of this? Thank you, Holla. I am driving, so I just want to give everybody a heads up on that. <laughs> just in case my navigation joins the conversation. <laughs> That's okay. You um, sound okay right now. Drive safe. All right. So first of all, Donna and Kira, I, I agree with everything that you guys are saying and Holla. You know, it's very, very interesting to me that people are migrating over there, but the context and the way it feels when you're over there feels as though people are trying, just trying to be early adopters with the letter A before their name so that they can be at the top of the stage. And I don't really think there's any community building, any relationship building really happening there something will get created there, something will flourish there. But I think what's happening with Clubhouse, and I think we all feel it and know it, and it's partially why we're all staying here, is that it goes back to the old saying that the riches are in the niches. We say it for podcasting. And I think we're saying that right here about the creator community, that we have gotten so much value from these micro communities and these partnerships and relationships that we formed on here. And, you know, I've had private conversations with almost, you know, everybody on this stage and, and, and probably some people in the audience too. There is a nuance and a beauty to being in a small room. I don't have the following that some of you have. And you know, sure, I would love to have a bigger room, but when I do have people that come into my room, we get some really solid time together and we create some magic together and partnerships and we get ideas and we, we write things together and we create new rooms together and we do business together. I'm not sure that I need to have a million people following me and my rooms have a thousand people. I'm not sure that there would be a return on investment for me there. I mean, I could be all wet on that, but I will say that I have enjoyed everybody on this stage. I enjoy listening to the conversations and the depth of them. They're not superficial. We're not sitting here edifying each other all day long on the stage or nobody is sitting here talking about you know, all the things that they do and all the accolades they have, we're actually talking about real things that creators need, tools that we need, and we're helping each other. So I'm actually okay with the what's happening right now. I think maybe what we're doing is we're losing a lot of low-hanging fruit over to Spotify is my feeling. My name's Holly. Thanks for listening. I, I just want to say that I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me if someone listens to my podcast or watches me on YouTube or listens to me on Clubhouse or follows me on my Instagram show. Like, 
it doesn't matter to me whether it's here on Clubhouse or whether it's in Green Room. It's it's all love. It's all good. To Hollis' point, splitting your effort is an extreme challenge. But I'll tell you this: if you're not actively testing and trying out new things, you it's very easy to get left behind. So I've logged into Green Room a couple times. I haven't started hosting rooms, but I definitely plan on doing that. Hall, I'm I'd love to hear on your side, Hall. Are you actually? planning to host rooms in green room? Like how much time are you going to dedicate to the platform? So what I'm planning to do is I've got live shows every week. I want to simulcast where I'm on clubhouse, really focused on the clubhouse conversation and then streaming it to green room. And I'm starting to experiment. Like I definitely want to do like a podcast office hours in green room and see what happens there. I want to experiment for sure, because I think that it would be silly not to, and just see what happens. But I also don't want to get too fragmented. And I think this is a great segue. And Steve, do you have a couple more minutes? Do you want to run this for like another? I think we're having a great conversation if you have yeah. a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we can go for a couple more minutes. And I will just say, you know, for all of those that are putting the nail in the coffin and saying, you know, clubhouse this or clubhouse that, like literally the room that we did yesterday as a pop-up, I just pulled the stats on it. 8,384 people came through that room. 1,208 hours of total listening time. So just please, for those of you who are saying, you know, oh my God, this is the end. My vote, and I've said this publicly, and I will say it again if you haven't heard me say it before, this is your opportunity to double down on Clubhouse. If, uh, if you're at the casino, this is where you put the stack of chips next to the stack of chips. And you double down because while all the other people are distracted and doing this and looking at this new shiny object, and like you said, all the influencers that are here that are going over there, same icons, same rooms, same people, great. Let them do their thing. I think this is a really interesting and unique opportunity for those who perhaps have not achieved for whatever, you know, if you want to use the terminology as I've heard it thrown around before, clubhouse celebrity, for those who haven't achieved sort of that clubhouse celebrity status and you want to achieve that degree of recognition and notoriety, this is a very interesting and unique opportunity. It is a window right now that we're looking at while people are distracted for people like yourselves to go in and double down on this. And last night's room is a perfect example of the fact that people are still here and there's a huge opportunity right now for those who double down. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also feel like this is a the last point that I think we want to just touch on is there's a lot of opportunity as people get more distracted, as some people decide, you know, I'm fed up with Clubhouse and I'm moving my, you know, my team and everything over to Green Room. There's less competition. And a lot of the big influencers that used to take up the hallway are gone. And I just wonder what that's going to really shake out. And if there's some sort of opportunity for really good content creators to who do stay on Clubhouse to kind of get a bigger following and get some more traction and visibility just for the fact that there's less competition on the app. So I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on that or if anybody has experienced that yet. So far, I did a live room yesterday. I didn't notice anything like drastically different. I was wondering if it was going to be any different, but didn't notice anything. Anybody notice opportunities from Green Room on Clubhouse? Are you noticing opportunities to grow your audience on Clubhouse because now everybody's, a lot of people are fragmented and focused on oh, Green Room. I, I can, yeah, and I can speak to that. I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. again, I'm doubling down my efforts now over the last four days. And for those of you who have been following what I've been doing here on Clubhouse, I was really active for the first 60, 90 days, much slower over the next 60 to 90 days. I'm very active again right now and it's showing. I mean, we're seeing more people coming into Club Pod. We're seeing more following. My DMs are blowing up. My Instagram following is blowing up. And that's just in the last four days. So case study right here. Yeah. Open more rooms. People are here looking for quality conversations. So just keep being, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep leading quality conversations. Keep being yourself. Be raw. Be real. Be authentic. And that following will come. Yeah. So before we close out here, I do want to give an opportunity to either Cameron or Jane, if you guys have any thoughts on the topics that we've been talking about. Hey, Holla, Cameron. I'm just actually here listening in. I noticed that uh, Kelly and Steve were here and you were here and Kelly was on my podcast recently. And I'm just always trying to raise my game as a, a podcaster for mine. So I'm literally just eavesdropping and trying to write down notes. I've noticed something happening with Clubhouse, certainly over like Steve just mentioned over the last 30 days as well. I think people got tired of being sold to. 
you know, I was a pretty early, early adopter on Clubhouse um, as well. And it seemed like it got really overrun with all the marketers where every room was someone selling you into their funnel or into their, their resource or into their other community. And I think the reality is that 99% of people that are showing up on Clubhouse want to be in a Clubhouse discussing their ideas. And they want to be included in being able to discuss those ideas, but they don't want to show up and get sold to. And I feel like we've had a bit of a transition over the last 45 days where there's a little bit less of that info marketer push. And maybe that's where they're going now is maybe they're running over to Green Room to try to set up their new, new thing again instead of staying focused. But I agree with Steve, when you're opening rooms, when you're engaging in discussions, when you're including your community, and when you're here just to add value and gain value and not really here to sell, I think we're going to see that we'll get more followers and gain more from the community. So I'm also secondly not worried that it's going to cannibalize the information that I'm sharing on my second in command podcast, I think it's just more information that's getting out to people who want to learn and grow. Yeah, that point's really well taken. And to that end, uh, what what I will say is, you know, there's an old adage, and you know, Cameron, you've been in, you've been in the game long enough to to know this adage, which is that marketers ruin everything. <laughs> and so yeah. you had you had that window of of time there where, holy cow here's this breeding ground that I can go in and I can put people into my 10,000 this and my 50,000 that and this, that, and the other. You know, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, it's like some people with initials like JT and other initials like that, you know, um, you know, come in and they do certain things and turns a lot of people off. And, and frankly, I actually think Green Room is a perfect place for people with those sort of initials to go because that is, it, when you look at the chat and you look at the gifts and you look at the culture that's being developed there. I actually think that's a perfect fit for them. And, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But your point is, is really well taken because one of the reasons why I think things have gone really well here over the last four days is I've opened up new rooms is because there is no agenda other than a conversation. We just simply want to open up the dialogue, have a conversation. And uh, as I said last night, that room, you know, 8,384 people went through that room that's what people are craving is just honest, raw, real, authentic conversations without the push, push, push on the sell, sell, sell. So point really well taken. Yeah, I totally agree. It was a great point. Jane, I know you were flashing your mic. I want to give you an opportunity to speak since this audio newsroom is meant to be an interactive discussion with the podcaster community. So what do you've got to say, Jane? Well, I'm a little unique in that I am not a podcaster. I'm a person that guests on podcasts. And I totally agree with Cameron on the pitch, sell, take my course, buy my book kind of thing. I've come into most of these rooms because I am trying to learn a new language for me, which is podcasting. I'm Eh, a little comfortable with it. I've done CBS Audio and stuff like that, which went out on the Armed Forces Network and a lot of live stream stuff, but am having difficulty finding places where I can go to offer my knowledge as a guest. And so that's why I came in the room and I'm glad nobody pitched me to buy a course, <laughs> but I am actually tonight's or Friday night's guest speaker at the Millpack room. I am a retired Sergeant First Class from the Army and retired County Veteran Service Officer, which makes me an advocate for veteran. And that is my purpose. And I have found Clubhouse extremely useful in that I have met so many caregivers, people that are helping the older generation figure out how to pay their bills, how to afford assisted living and things like that. And yet the VA would be helping these people if they just knew to apply. Thank you for the time. And if anybody does want to know more about VA, my main platform is LinkedIn. I'd be happy to send you all the information you need. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Jane. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you guys want her on your podcast, make sure you reach out. All right, guys. So we talked about two main stories today. We talked about Facebook dropping live audio rooms and Facebook launching podcasts. So make sure you guys go investigate that. It's invite only. So if you're a podcaster, you're going to need to try to reach out to somebody on Facebook and get more information if you want your podcast listed on there. For me, I'm going to think about how I can start a show page on Facebook. That's one of the requirements to be listed on there. And we're going to have to see how that pans out. If it's IAB certified or is it just going to not count officially towards your downloads and how that's all going to work and what that means for us as podcasters. So we'll keep tabs on that going forward. 
And then of course we talked about Green Room and the launch of Spotify's Green Room, which has a lot of implications for the app that we're on today, Clubhouse. So thank you guys so much for your time. Steve, any closing thoughts? Yeah, you know, I just think we uh, we're in just a, a just such a wonderful period of time right now where there's technological advancements happening every single day where there's new players coming into the audio space where more importantly there's new creators who are taking the leap and deciding to share their mission and their message through a a podcast or through a social audio room and frankly that's a beautiful thing because for a long time technology was an issue for a lot of folks in terms of being able to get front and center and being able to share what you know really puts fire in their soul so whether it's Green Room or Clubhouse or Facebook or I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. The fact that all of these companies are making it easier for people to connect with others from across the globe is a beautiful thing. And so I just encourage people to stay the course and let's keep the feedback and conversation going because at the end of the day, the, the more that we all learn, the better off we'll, we'll certainly all be. And we'll do our best to, to bring you our thoughts on everything that's going on in the world of audio here on a, on a weekly basis. And uh, of course, we invite you to be a part of that conversation as well. So thanks for tuning in here today and uh, holla back to you. Thanks. I think those were great closing thoughts. We'll be here again next Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern. We're always here. Make sure you guys mark your calendars. And with that, this is Holla, Steve and friends signing off. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, guys.